Welcome back to It Was Murder. <laughs> we're the number one heart-to-heart podcast on the internet. Still, I can't believe it, but still, we're, we're, we're holding on to our spot. We have no copycats yet. Yep. Uh, some people just aren't hip enough. Uh, I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. It's going to take a long time to <laughs> yeah, get used to that just, one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I could be the quivering virgin. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> gross. Uh, <laughs> very gross. Tonight we are talking about what murder? What murder? Murder. What? Which one are we murder? talking about? What murder? Which one are we talking about? I don't what, remember. What murder? Um, I I am very excited to talk about this episode. So in so order to do, do that, that. <laughs> we're going to do our Minute Maxes. Okay. I'm we're going to try to sum up. The plot of the episode in 60 seconds, starting with Joe. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Mm -hmm. I'm laughing out of terror. Okay. All right. Here we go. What murder? Jonathan is on his way to work in a long, languid montage of him going to work. He's supposed to meet somebody (laughs) at their office, but that person's not there. So he just languidly looks at magazines and we watch this whole entire interaction. He slowly walks up to a a telescope set up in the room, looks through it, and sees a beautiful blonde woman in her living room. Uh, He goes to look away from her, but... Then a man approaches her. They get in a little scuffle. She slaps him. He slaps her. She throws. She sort of throws a statue at him, and he murders her with a statue, which looks like one of the hooks from Suspiria. It's a very sharp bird statue. So Jonathan goes, <laughs> runs to try to save this woman, but gets hit by a moped and loses his memory from being hit. He shows up. He has a note in his pocket that says where Jennifer is, so he shows up there, but he's lost all his memory. So the whole episode, he's slowly regaining his memory and uh, trying to figure out who killed or why is this memory of this woman being murdered? And we find out it's the friends. Ha- it's their friend who is in a loveless marriage with a woman named Susan, who's a doctor. <laughs> and then they kill him. <laughs> oh, wait, that, no, they don't. <laughs> they don't. They don't kill him. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I panicked and made up the end. <laughs> yeah. That, but that ending, there's almost a 50, 50 chance. Right? <laughs> okay. You guys. Well, no, on this show, it's like, 60 30. Yeah, 60 30. You guys got it. 60 30. 60 40. And, and 10%. 10, 10 is like arrested. Yeah. <laughs> what murder? Okay. Uh, what? 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 Murder? Murder? There is a lot I did not cover. Really? Uh oh. Sounded great to me. I left a lot of meat on that bone. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Eric to pick up that slack. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking off my spectacles because then I can't see the look of horror on my own face (laughs) in my video chat, but I I also can't see what time it is. So never mind. Mm -hmm. Here we go. What murder? What murder? What murder? (laughs) So Jonathan goes to his friend's office and his friend isn't there. And his friend isn't there because he's busy in an apartment of a super 60s looking lady in a nightgown and they get in some sort of fight and then they punch each other. Well, she slaps him. He punches her and then he stabs her to death with a, a really ugly sculpture. So then um, Jonathan's like, oh shit, that's my friend killing that 60s lady. And he runs 
like crazy out of the uh, office building. And then he runs directly into a guy on a moped and hits his head. And then he can't remember who he is. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lot of really disturbing stuff where he's just kind of in a dissociative amnesiac fugue. And there's a bus and an old lady. And then he goes to a party that's being thrown by some of their deeply unpleasant friends that the hearts are surrounded by. <laughs> and everyone's just busy being bitchy and catty and weird. And Jonathan's late and they're bitchy and catty and weird about that. And then the doctor's there and she's like, Jonathan gets there and they're like, oh, you're late. And you have amnesia. And she's like, oh, um, uh-oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. They do say that. They do say that. <laughs> they do say that. <laughs> Eric, you have to cover the last okay. episode. I'm, I'm going I'm to try. I'm going to try to do this. Uh, I, I, we have covered what happens. I feel like we I We have left out something so amazing and- <sighs> I feel no. like I can do this, but I, I but I, I think that all the time, and then I get really bogged down in in the things that mm. I think are funny. Um, but I'm going to try to save those things for the actual podcast. Let's mm. see if I can do it. Okay. What murder? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan goes to visit a friend at his office and witnesses a murder through his telescope. Uh, he runs across the street to that apartment building, gets hit by a moped, loses his memory. Uh, he finds a note in his pocket that tells him to go to a dinner party. He goes where Jennifer is, and he is diagnosed with amnesia and uh, then sees the guy that murdered that woman at the party. He goes home with Jennifer. Max is uh, thinks they're joking. Um, he, oh, fuck. He uh, suddenly changes his style to swinger. Um, he... <laughs> goes back to the scene of the crime and has more memories with great sound effects. He goes to uh, he goes to a lunch with the guy that murdered the woman, but he doesn't know this. The guy gives him a pill that he stole from his wife, who's a doctor, and that makes Jonathan drive erratically and almost crash his car, uh, which then somehow regains Jonathan's memory. He goes back to the scene of the crime where Jennifer is looking for him and finds the guy trying to murder Jennifer, and he gets him. Wow. Yes. Nice job. Nice job. My gosh. Thank you, Eric. (sighs) Did that cover it? I think so. Pretty much. It's confusing. It's pretty confusing. It gets so it gets so hard. (laughs) It just gets so hard. I when we were watching the when the episode ended, I was like, "Oh, this minute Max is going to be a breeze." Yeah, but Uh, it's not. But no. Well, the the plot is. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's very um, straightforward. Yeah, but for some reason, I think it's just it's just juicy. This one's juicy. I think what it is for me is that the things I really loved in this episode had nothing to do with the murder. <laughs> they were the they were the revelations of the life of Jonathan Hart through Jennifer mm. and Max. Max. Mm-hmm. And okay, Max. Every time he showed up, I got chills. I teared up. What? Uh, the he, Max says, uh, when he comes home and Jennifer says, uh, Jonathan's got amnesia. And he's like, oh, what are you fucking with me? And, and she's like, no. And he goes, oh, I feel bad, especially for all those great things you ain't remembering. And I was like, oh, yeah. God, Max, yeah. I love you so much. Yeah. And sweet little freeway was like, <laughs> my daddy's home. And I, Max said that he my gave. My daddy just threw me down on the floor and wandered <laughs> off because yeah. he got hit in the head. He picked me up in a really awkward way again. <laughs> Max said that he give he gave Jonathan away at his wedding. Yep. So mm-hmm. he walked Jonathan down the aisle. Well, no, John, Jonathan doesn't get walked down the aisle. The groom is at the at the right. Wedding. That's what I was confused about because he said I gave you away yeah. at your wedding. What does that mean? Like you're just you have a you're, you have. 
usually the bride's dad walks her down the aisle. Yes. Right? But mm-hmm. that's what your her dad is giving her away. Is that <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm so confused about weddings in general, and this is just something I don't know about at all. So giving away, is it spelled W-A-Y? Is it giving someone or a w a y away? Giving them A-W-A. away. <laughs> yeah. Giving. I'm, I gave you away. Like you put them on Facebook Market for free I or Craigslist for free. You're giving A-way. it away. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, did Max walk Jonathan down the aisle? Is my <laughs> ultimate question. I guess. No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. What does he mean by saying that? I I that he was standing up for him, representing his family. Yeah. Okay. Like best man. Sure. He's one, sure. he's one of the groomsmen. Yeah. Okay. He's head groomsman or whatever. I don't know. I I don't know what straight people. If you're do. a groomsman, if I was a groomsman in a wedding, would I tell that groom later on in life that I gave you away? I actually I think gave give away is like a a specifically bride centric thing. It's it bride father centric yes. or stand in for father. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So maybe know. he meant he gave Jennifer away. Maybe. Okay, I was just confused about that. This is going to get it, all cut out. Yeah, it, no, it's staying in. Okay. <laughs> um, they, so I also like to find out that the, the hearts have a perfectly acceptable framed photo of themselves <laughs> on their coffee table. <laughs> Kissing. <laughs> that was a very cute photo. And I was like, yep, that one works. That one's totally acceptable. I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> At first, I was like, in my mind, the process of this, seeing that photo was like, why would anyone have that in their house? That's really weird. And then I remember Eric and I have a, a photo booth strip on mm-hmm. our fridge of us so drunk yeah. and just kissing in the most inappropriate way <laughs> to not be shown to just anyone who comes into our house. And it's just up for everyone to see on our fridge. See, for me, if I am inviting you into my house, you just have to put up with this shit. You have to see that stuff? And yeah, was, you do. I just thought of that. Just like you have to see our cartoon penises in the bathroom. Yeah, that's true. We don't actually have cartoon penises, but we... <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, should I get into my rewrite? Why not? Big rewrite. Jonathan's not the one with amnesia. It's a, it's a new character that we don't know anything about. That comes in and, you know, maybe they hit this person with their car and then they are the one who has amnesia. But but obviously there's something up. So they take them in, you know, they don't know where to put them. So they take them into their house and then they're figuring out this person's story, finding, figuring out that their friend killed his mistress through this other person. Because Jonathan having amnesia to me, it didn't really work. I didn't really like it i don't know it felt very soap opera y and i didn't like that about it i love amnesia as a as a television trope like it's one of my favorite ones uh i like the whole like i don't know who you are to your loved ones thing because i guess i just i immediately put myself in that situation and i think like oh my god how awful and what a what a terrible thing that would be <laughs> but it's also so satisfying in television because they at some point regain their memory and i get to feel like oh what a breakthrough or whatever i don't know i i love amnesia it it, it allows for so many great uh things to happen i get in a, very in frustrated a i get very frustrated with amnesia centered plots what do you think ellen um i like amnesia as a device um particularly in a comic scenario not entirely comic but it's just it's just rich right like the jokes that you can make seem endless um i think of 
It's weird. But my cousin's husband, do you remember the movie Memento? Yeah. Right, where he has the short-term memory loss. and Shamefully, I have not seen it. Oh. Oh. uh, Guy Pierce uh, plays a man who has short-term memory loss, and so he tattoos all over his body stuff that he needs to remember, and it's it's just really, it's it's the very, very layered. Is uh, it uh, Christopher Nolan? Sure is. I yes. saw I saw him doing a chart of the movie on a blackboard, and mm-hmm. it's a, a curve, and the movie starts in the middle of the curve mm-hmm. on the left side and then goes, yeah. it was interesting. I, I like structure. that. But- I like that movie. I do too. I haven't seen it for a long time, but I, I haven't either. Really enjoyed it. Um, it just made me think more than it, more even more than I enjoyed it. It just, it just was transporting me to a lot of hypotheticals. But all that said, to say that my cousin's husband uh, hit his head on a crossbar in a van, mm. and he lost his short-term memory. And so it was right around the same time that the movie came out. And so my dad and I would say that he had memento disease. um, But it was, it was kind of crazy because that movie really, I think made us more prepared to approach that situation, both insensitively as I just revealed (laughs) and and, uh, in a more sensitive way or a more informed way, because it's something that's hard to, to really wrap your head around. No pun intended. But so he, he struggled with that for a long time. Was his name Maury? (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Was he running? That would have been so perfect. (laughs) Was he running to solve a murder case? Uh, that I, I don't know, but he was uh, really into the X Files, and it was one of the few things that he and I could talk about. Does oh, he have how cool? He could have like rewatched his favorite episode over and over again. <laughs> does he have short term? Does he have it now? Is it back? Is he no, okay? No, um, still gone. But, but it was it was several years that he struggled with it. Oh, but he's better now. He has regained the majority of that. Okay. Uh, wow. Part of his brain. yeah. That's it's really scary. They also have like seven kids or something, so huh. it was just like a lot. Okay. My my one rewrite for this, mm-hmm. and it's one single rewrite. No amnesia. Mm-hmm. The guy that uh, <laughs> the guy that was driving the moped <laughs> who was bleeding and limping should have gotten Jonathan Hart's information. Yeah. He because really dude, mm-hmm. you're bleeding and limping and you just hit a wealthy man. Yeah. Get your money. He, also, he would have helped solve this whole thing. Like, yeah. it, like all, all that, <laughs> just that one little thing. Like, he exchanges information. He loses his memory. Uh, two days later, Jennifer gets a phone call or whatever and says, like, hey, I hit your husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I guess he wouldn't when, have been able to. Well, no, he, he has a, a wallet on him, I'm assuming. Wouldn't the great way to play out with that idea be that when the guy's like, let me, we got to give me your information, da, da, da. And Jonathan realizes that he doesn't know who he is. And then the guy becomes angry. Yeah. 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 Because he's, that guy is so funny. I love that guy. He really was like (laughs) real life shaggy from (laughs) Scooby-Doo, but, but angry. And he's, he, the, the thing that he's most upset about is that his shirt is ripped and he's, he got blood on it. He's like, my, my wife, bought this me this shirt for my birthday she's gonna kill me (laughs) then he says you you people think everything can be fixed with money and And then goes away is that gonna have something to do yeah Yeah, totally i can fix your shirt and your leg for money uh with Mm -hmm. money but then instantly goes away because it is fixed by money (laughs) but it's it's weird i don't know i i don't i don't understand people who get into accidents and don't exchange information yeah 
Jonathan had a wallet on him. Like, there's no way that he didn't have a wallet on him. Hmm. I just, that's my one that, rewrite. That's that shot was really thing. great, though. That slow motion. <laughs> oh, oh that stunt is crazy. So like, good. Like up a notch, right? Mm-hmm. This season, they've apparently like employed some stunt people. Like they're they're like, nope, let's yeah. get the stunt people in here. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good call. So far, there's a lot of very not convincing Jennifers for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the rooftop scene at the end. Just, just an army of I was like, well, that's a man. Jennifers Again? on the pier by the pool. That's so funny. I I was I'm convinced every time. <laughs> I, I don't notice it. <laughs> <laughs> the pool construction just to have stuff for them to hide behind. That was a funny scene of. Her screaming his name over and over again. To I, I loved that scene. And he instantly <laughs> shoots at her like it's a video game. It was weird, it was, <laughs> but I did love weird, it. weird, <laughs> yeah, but it was funny. One thing that I really enjoyed um, when Drew is creeping Jennifer out slash preparing to murder her, they just throw in that extra little bit that he thought that her brother was her lover. Yeah. And so the whole thing was for naught, which makes him even more of like a sinister Jude the Obscure or something where it's like, wow, well, that guy just, he's fucked from sunup to sundown, but yeah. he's also a jerk. He's also yeah. a jerk and and very his, likely a, a pill addict. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his relationship with his wife, their relationship is bonkers. Okay, so you mentioned it the unpleasantness of yeah. the friends at that dinner party. And I would yeah. like to I would like to stand up on behalf of Susan Kendall, Dr. Susan Ooh, Kendall, I who I her. thought was awesome. She was she was cool. She was cool when when Je- Jennifer was like, "Hey, will you come and check on my sick husband at this dinner party that we're at?" She was like, "Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I'm send my husband for my bag." Uh, then when she is fighting with her husband, she mm-hmm. nails him to the floor. Yes, and it was great. Although she did still give him the key to her stash, which I was like, "Hmm, is that a doctor thing? I need to meet some the, doctors." Stash. There's the. It's the two friends. The hostess. I don't remember the name of the hostess. Maureen, uh, for that evening, Maureen, Maureen, and some other woman, where they're all just making little bitchy comments about people cheating on each other, or people doing whatever. Those are the friends I'm talking about. Yeah, mm. um, Susan. I mean, Susan's just holding it together when because she, she realizes she's married to a terrible person. I love Susan. Marlene. Her name is Marlene. Sorry. If I was an '80s lady, her yes. I would have her styling. I think I would. I love her. She reminded Susan? me of my mom a Susan. little bit. Yeah. Mm. I think my mom used to have that haircut that like yeah I love that haircut haircut sort of I, I love that like I I am too busy to bother with this shit mm-hmm. and this just looks good yeah um she reminded me of Nora Dunn a little bit like <laughs> I, I just <laughs> so, thought she I liked her I thought I liked her immediately I was just like I this one I like uh, she was great <laughs> Cliff, yeah. I got uh, Drew I don't know and, I got no quarrel with Susan she's Later, a doctor when what Drew is that his name yeah he was um gonna kill jonathan uh, that was his plan yeah so he he is, believes that he had killed jonathan and then he was gonna throw jennifer off the roof uh-huh. which is so crazy and is that what he did with the the blonde lady no he stabbed her we with did, a with a brass right, pelican but where's her body with a with a golden <laughs> that's ring. brutal that I, is it's i can't really believe gnarly yeah that was allowed really on hardcore. tv in it the was 80s pretty extreme well he punched her in the face first. <sighs> yeah. yeah, but that um, statue, it just, it's the hook from the new Suspiria. Have you seen the new Suspiria, Ellen? No. It is so good. I'm too I busy lo- rewatching the old one over and over. <laughs> I it's the new, the new one the is new very one. good. I love it. It's oh, very good. good. But they um, use these, these copper hooks to like 
carry a body out of a room. Yeah, it's real fucked up. And it's yeah. they like are a meat hook? Yeah. Well, but, but a very but fashionable <laughs> and just yeah. like I want one. <laughs> and even meat hooks, the shape of this well, hook Christmas is coming. <laughs> the only thing to do with this hook is to bring it down into someone's jugular. Mm-hmm. It's just so violently shaped and that bird statue is it's grotesque thinking about well we never we never know what happens to serena's body poor serena and there's very little blood considering that he yeah three drops with a beak that thing so i don't know i don't i sort of wondered about that because the body doesn't fall out of the closet and whatnot so Mm. there was joe brought up I, i was impressed when joe brought up suspiria uh just because my, the whole time I was watching this episode, I was like, this is the Giallo episode. Oh, and I yeah. know that there's like, I know that it's a, it's, it's slightly rear window-y, uh, mm-hmm. but not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. Not really. It's more, no. it's more Giallo. It's more the sister, ironically, the bird with the crystal plumage, uh, which, which is uh, Dario Argento Giallo, yeah. a classic Giallo. Oh, and where, where a guy witnesses a, a, a model being murdered in an art gallery. And the mm-hmm. only thing he remembers is a bird statue. Mm-hmm. And in this, the bird uh-huh. statue is the murder weapon. It was so cool. So if yeah. this, if, if they had titled this appropriately, it would have been titled the golden crane or the, the brass pelican. Is what I like to call it. Um, if they had titled it perfectly, it would have been called what murder. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about, how Jonathan does not have his memory, but he remembers that he wears those little neckerchiefs. Mm-hmm. But did you notice that he yeah, wore he goes it out to front facing instead? <laughs> I thought that was a sign. <laughs> he get he, I guess you know Max greenlights Jonathan going to have a drink with his awful murderer friend, right? But it's like, how is he going to get home if he can't remember who he is? Yeah, they um, didn't have GPS. Stuff like that was was a little confusing, but. Mm-hmm. Um, what I liked the most out of them meeting was this weirdly inserted shot of the supposed restaurant that they went to. Oh, the galley. Had a giant yellow sign on yes. it that said, <laughs> open for brunch. <laughs> yeah. Is that the galley in Santa Monica? Yeah. Re- Reagan's galley. Reagan's galley. <laughs> the, so yeah. I think I Googled that to see if it was a real restaurant, but only the galley came yeah, up, the which galley is in came Santa up, Monica. Which and, is but in Santa Monica. Has, and it has this... It's fisherman's Nautical net theme. swordfish right. on the wall theme. That's but, the place with the crazy Christmas bar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It was cool. It looked great. I want to go there. I know. Maybe next year. But it's definitely not on a hilltop. <laughs> no. That's, Park. That, that was really funny that we both we both like laughed out loud when yeah. it was when it, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but when it said like Open for brunch. Open for brunch. (laughs) This log cabin on a hilltop. So great. Just (laughs) enormous. But what I liked was that winding through the hills up to Griffith Park, I was like, is that... Is that where I think it is? And then what what solidified it for me was the two guys standing at the entrance to that one parking lot. Mm -hmm. And then I knew. I know what that parking lot's for. That that shot of the restaurant, though, again, like the open for brunch sign, it cracked me up. <laughs> so it good. Rem- I, I I saw like the the shot. I was like, that's not a restaurant. That's a shack. And this is so weird. It's in the middle of nowhere. And then it made me think of Stanley and Seaforts in Tacoma, which totally. growing up, which which driving, also seems fake. Yeah, when you're driving on, was it the seven o four? Seven o. 705 the yeah or schuster parkway like when you're when you're on schuster parkway heading towards downtown and then you get off on the highway that that attaches to i-5 mm-hmm. sorry this is so specific i'm in la <laughs> now i like to talk about highways yeah uh, 
that you see in the middle of, in, on top of a hill beyond a bridge, seemingly in the middle of nowhere, is a, is a restaurant called Stanley and Seaforts that has their just illuminated red sign that says Stanley and Seaforts. Hmm. And apparently it was, at the time, a fancy restaurant. Uh, I... <laughs> in my 20s when i researched stanley and seaford for some reason thinking maybe mm-hmm. like oh fancy restaurant i can go on a date to this fancy <laughs> restaurant i realized like oh it's not fancy oh. it's just where old people go to eat lobster <laughs> they have a good happy hour um i used to enjoy periodically you know going there a couple times a year um to hopefully get a seat you know, window seat in the bar, which it would over- yeah. overlook, you know, downtown. Except now I realized the last time I was there that that view is now the exact view that I have out of my living room window. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't need to go there anymore because I have alcohol here. Yeah. yeah. You have a great view of Tacoma. You do have a wonderful view. The restaurant to me reminded me of a place called Fenders in Whitefish, Montana. <laughs> that was down the street from the dump. Are they open for brunch? Uh, <laughs> it was down the street from the I dump. I assume so. <laughs> the it was the on the on the highway going to the next town over. And the the turnoff is you go you either you are going to Fenders to eat or you're going to the dump to dump all your garbage. But Fenders had these cars. Or both? Why not both, Joe? Hey, Why both. can't you do both? You could, and we did. Hey, after we drop this mattress at the dump, let's go to Fenders. It's Fenders. But Fenders had those brunch. Pulp, They're open for brunch. They had those Pulp Fiction um, car seats. The, oh, with shit. the car doors, which was so cool. It was so cool. <gasps> Fenders. Okay, <laughs> Fenders. My brain oh. goes to guitars. And if I lived there <laughs> all the time, I would go to Fenders every single night if I live there now. But it was probably not open anymore because it was down the street from a dump. Yeah. That's not a good place for a restaurant. Fenders. Can we talk about the clothes in this episode? Because there were great outfits. Yeah. I was um, really like, I at the beginning, I was again like, man, season two is bumming me out with these clothes. But as soon as Jonathan got amnesia and decided to wear (laughs) fucking brown bell bottoms with a (laughs) beautiful striped wide collar shirt unbuttoned to his belly button. With a gold chain. With a gold chain and and the the tan blazer. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer, when Jennifer is cooking, was it breakfast? Mm -hmm. Uh, And Max walks in with his apron, with a tie, the the apron has a tie on it, and Jennifer <laughs> like is wearing suit. this la- these lavender pants with a matching lavender sash and this mm-hmm. white flowy diaphanous blouse. Yeah, it's great. I was so in, and I re- I actually wrote down Jennifer looks amazing in blue because when she is uh, having her dinner with Jonathan after amnesia, she's wearing this like blue. Was it a gown? <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was a top or a gown. I didn't see her stand up, but I it was like way too fancy for dinner on the porch. Uh, mm. But God, she looked so good. That blue looked great on her. I'm so used to super her in purple. Or like they, both look, they both look super gorgeous on the patio. Yeah. And Max's uh, giant tie apron with collars. So cute. It's really cute. So cute. Oh, and uh, Jonathan's Robin's Egg blue V-neck sweater. Like, he looks good in a sweater. He looks really good mm-hmm. in, a, in a little, like, uh, probably cashmere Non-ski sweater. Non-ski sweater. <laughs> He did have this when he went to lunch with the villain. Uh, he was wearing a blazer and a scarf, which looked great. And mm-hmm. then his sh- button-up shirt was fleece. Well, it's probably velour. Velour, but very uh-huh. thick. 
and just sweatery. Yeah, he has a couple. He has a couple oh, of those I love pullovers. That. I love. That. Yeah, he's got them in a few colors. He rocks the. He rocked those the Fair Mountain season one. Um, I don't know that they're the most flattering, but I love them because they just are of the time and mm. and and they're comfortable. They're like uh, Lux sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm guessing if it's Jonathan Hart that it's it's a velour situation yeah. but rather than a French Terry, but I don't know. Jonathan's kind of sporty, yeah. but yeah, I like yeah. the layering. The layering is a great look. The thing that's strange to me that's wardrobe related is, um, <laughs> Tino, we're recording a podcast in here. Tino, Excuse no. us. Tino, <laughs> shut up. Blah, blah, blah. Let's complain to Ellen about the trains. <laughs> <laughs> we should complain to you about the trains. Ellen, um, will you please get those trains to stop? <laughs> yeah, I'll jump in front of them if you talk to me. Um, <laughs> wow. That's a lot of the, power that we have over you. Finally, the key. <laughs> <laughs> so Drew is like, Oh, you maybe you just need some air when Jonathan's completely like wasted from taking whatever that was from the physician's desk reference mm-hmm. and uh, sipping a scotch. Um, he's like, "Oh, maybe you need some air here. Take your jacket off." And he takes his jacket and his scarf, and then he kind of fucks with them a little bit longer than seems normal. Mm-hmm. And the scarf is just open, and it's just this gorgeous green patterned scarf and the cream colored sports jacket. But it's like, why is he doing that? Why wouldn't you just throw it in the back of Jonathan's car? It's Mm. an open convertible. But then also (laughs) when he's just trying to mess with Jennifer's head and and she's like, Drew, what are you doing here? And he's, he's like, Oh, I just thought I'd drop off. I have Jonathan's uh, jacket or whatever. I just thought I'd drop it off. It's like he now he's just messing with her. This is neither of their homes. He no, he was planting those in her in that lady's apartment so that he could frame Jonathan for the murder. So the whole like him smart. So him him, I was like, what's going on? Him fussing with the with the outfit was was Pointed so that you saw that he was not giving back Jonathan's outfit. Uh, I thought. Uh, see, I thought this one was so slick. I really gonna, thought this episode tied everything up. How are you going to identify that jacket and scarf as Jonathan's? Well, They're, they can't if they if he kills Jennifer. One like, of that's the thing. <laughs> one of my issues. Well, right to me, it's like there's nothing. It's not like it's maybe that maybe all the jackets are monogrammed. That would be very Jonathan, oh, that, I suppose. But true. I guess I just didn't. I guess it's just another layer. You're right. It's kind of like the weird, like that, but that is her brother's situation where it's like, ooh, not required, but well played. On the topic of Drew, our villain, being very smart, I was thinking of how stupid he was for <laughs> him and his wife have this weird interaction. I don't. So, something funny that I say, I want to say really quick is he says, I, I ha, she, he's trying to get her stash of drugs to drug Jonathan and kill him. And he says, I have a headache. And then she says, oh, I thought you only had those at bedtime, <laughs> which is just like, right. what dream, is dream marriage? Just Ugh. what is your marriage? She's so horrible. Yeah. She, he constantly has a headache and doesn't want to fuck Susan. Like, why don't you want to fuck Susan? This is the verge of divorce kind of like, but like, I, I even yeah, beyond it's way beyond it's that. Way they're beyond. in they're in the death throes. Yeah, yeah. For the eighteenth time, major. Oh yeah, maybe they rekindle. They go to Venice or something and rekindle. Then that 10 creepy years. thing about the headaches. But so the very <laughs> <Big boy. laughs> Drew. This is a very traceable crime. 
that he commits totally. to try to kill Jonathan. And I just that's very stupid of him to to try to kill Jonathan in this way. He might as well just shoot him in the face at that restaurant and then run away because it's just obvious what you know. His wife's not on his side clearly. No. Jennifer knows that they're she knew they were meeting up. It's very traceable. Yeah. Also, like, on like part. an autopsy would be performed. They would be like, oh well, <laughs> yeah, because they would say like, was he drunk? No, he Which, was full uh, of barbiturates actually, or whatever. Though, or maybe like, he thought it would be like Sam in the in uh, the pilot and just like smiley boom, Sam, like just drives straight off the cliff and kaboom, kaboom. I'm really not sure an autopsy would be performed because the the police officer in charge of the crime scene moron says Jennifer says wasn't there blood on the floor and he's he says how do you know that's blood? And then Jonathan says, well, <laughs> you should test it, right? To see, make sure it's drug. And the police officer says, well, what's that going to tell us? And Jennifer says that it's blood <laughs> or not. <laughs> like that it, so obviously. Yeah. And it's just, and then he shut, he doesn't say anything else. He said, a no, he said everybody's a detective. Yeah. 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 I actually, that's my own, my last note. I've already blown through is my notes. My last day? note is useless cop. <laughs> he just wants to argue like he was just a dick very like, realistic police officer behavior i know but this season like the last episode too we had another cop that was just kind of a waste of space that's the trope if the cop's so smart then the hearts don't have anything they need to do I, but that that's what like i and i'm all for it like i i love this i love making the hearts the the ultimate detectives of any scenario mm-hmm. but the first season like at least a couple of times the cops were like will you please one don't touch anything and stop getting involved in this shit yeah yeah <laughs> but it's like it's like um acad all cops are dumb in the hearts of hearters <laughs> yeah true that's true i mean not all of them some no, of them are like halfway smart ACAD. And some of them can't use chopsticks. Yeah. ACAD. There's a, also Burt Kroll, his very useless character in this episode, it seems like. <laughs> well, no, no. I thought he, he had a he had a purpose because, what does he, offer? because he was he was who Drew thought his girlfriend was cheating with. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was his motive for the argument that led to her murder. But huh. Here's the yeah, and of course this is this is just male psychology, but like he's a married man cheating on his wife with this woman, and he's mad at her that she might be fucking somebody else. Of course she's fucking somebody else. You are fucking somebody else. Yeah, like g- get a fucking clue, guys. Come just on, open your marriage, Jesus. Just get a divorce. You hate your wife, and she know. hates you. Yeah. Well. Well. I don't know. I mean, it all kind of begins to intertwine in a, in a weird way because, of course, in order for Jonathan to witness the murder, there's the telescope and the proximity of the apartment to the office building. But then, of course, he's also ensconced her in that a very overly decorated apartment because of the proximity to his office, right? But which also points out when you have some creeper control issues, of course you're going to have a telescope in your office to stare into your mistress's apartment. Totally. I love that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's that all of that's really, really good. That was a great, very clever plot point that I love that Jonathan, this episode, but tied everything up. Uh, it was, it really just nailed it to me. I does, like that part of it. Does the, uh, assistant that 
Drew's assistant that's on her way out when she, for her she's big there one. to let Jonathan in for her big one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> her big can one. you guys can you guys help me out on that, that nope. situation? Because I was going to ask you. I got a big one. <laughs> <laughs> what's Ellen? What's a big one? I was wondering. <laughs> you got if I you're leaving meant- if you have to leave work early oh. because you have a big one. It's a big date. I'm assuming it's yeah. a big date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all assuming it's a, a big date, but <laughs> let's just say that I think it's fair that to say that none of us has ever heard someone use that expression in that yeah. way ever before. Now I'm going to use it all the time. Oh if yeah, I, if I ever <laughs> to go get back out of something situation. But um, I got a big one tonight. <laughs> I got to go. I got a big yeah. one. I got a big yeah. one. Yeah, it's like. Um, if I one. said that, people would think I had to go shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got a big brick of heroin that you yeah. need to get through oh, I tonight. A, I got a big one. I got a big one. Yeah, it, it would be a pizza from Gracie's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's large. I'm sorry. I have a 20-inch pizza from Gracie's. I got the I got the big one. I, I also, <laughs> I I also want to um, <laughs> talk about the binoculars that Max is using to Ooh. instantly leer yeah. at uh, the girls who are in, where are they in Glendale or something? They're, like they're, the they're girls, in Wilshire. It's, well, it's, it's like they're at a park or something, right? Like the way they're just all running around and I'm surprised they weren't like carrying tennis rackets or something. There's something super <laughs> weird and creepy about that. That scene. I mean, there's, it's not something that's, that's creepy. That is but, kind of just LA. Like, <laughs> No, no, the girls aren't creepy. Max looking at them through the binoculars. No, that was was awful. That was that was. The girls are fine. The women are fine. I didn't appreciate uh, Max being made to be a creep in that scenario. That really, that really was that challenged me. That challenged me because I I, that doesn't track for me. Uh, He likes age appropriate women. He loves a beautiful woman, yeah, like Mrs. H. She's gorgeous. Bird watching is how he he referred to it. Oh, right, uh, that was right. gross. That was gross. That was really mm. inappropriate for for that. I really wanted more shots of Lotus, whatever Lotus yes, was. Lotus. I was like, what's Lotus? I hope it's a cool bar. Oh, like that a- that's why I, I had you pause and go back mm-hmm. because of that typeface. Uh, that's a great, that beautiful blue color. Yeah, that typeface. Lotus. There's a new typeface that I've been using a lot that looks exactly like that. It's so good, that heavy-weighted 70s thing. When Jonathan remembers the blonde lady and that squeak oh, noise that happens. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of really like funny that. sound yeah. effects. There's <laughs> one. The memory sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one when he remembers her, it's like... <laughs> it's so... It's like questioning bird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a fart. It's like a little. Yeah, it was a, it was a left cheek fart. sneak. <laughs> it's a memory fart. <laughs> oh, remember what I ate? Yeah. Remember the big one? <laughs> Curious duck. <laughs> that's so good. Ellen is broken. We broke Ellen. <laughs> so that's what though, that's what frustrates me about amnesia plot lines is they're the visual way they interpret having amnesia is these little flashback moments mm-hmm. of their memory mm-hmm. coming back. But the character decides to keep it a secret for a long time every single time. And that really frustrates me. <laughs> they don't know what they're seeing. John, but there's ways to show that in in ways that are better 
because you're seeing a blonde woman. He could. There's lots of descript of descriptors he could use to say what he's seeing, even if he doesn't. What have are you going to tell memory. all those people you don't remember for shit? Well, Jennifer, he would tell. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know Jennifer. <laughs> he doesn't. Mm, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Because there is that and scene in the apartment where point. he's like, he finds the blood spots, and mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, whose blood is that? And he goes, the woman's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good moment. But I think there's that's just the weird thing where, um, is it a bridge too far in the heart that the hearts use a head injury? As an aphrodisiac in some way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I wait, love that. That is, that is the one other note that I have, which that is am, amnesia sex games. That's, <laughs> which uh, that's I, great. It I really like takes role playing to the next level. I mean, he's very convincing. And mm-hmm. I can't explain how, <laughs> how I liked the scene where they where Jonathan has amnesia. Okay, I, I, one, I loved the whole thing leading up to it where she presents him with pajamas mm-hmm. and she says, I usually, sometimes I wear the top, uh, but you can wear the whole thing tonight. That made me really sad for Jennifer. She was really on it her was, own there. It was sweet. It was very like, she was trying to express their dynamic to him. Yeah. Who doesn't mm-hmm. remember her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, either way, it ends with them fucking, which is hilarious to me and and also kind of hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You guys just watched it, right? Yeah, just it, now. And Jonathan has his shirt off in the when they're in bed at the end at the end of the episode. Yeah, the is end. Jennifer wearing the pajama top? She sure is. Mm. Okay. Yep. That was so cute. <laughs> there we go. The last thing you hear in the episode is, "Oh, I remember, I remember you. you." Oh, that's so yeah. cute. Yeah, I, I love this it. This one's like it's solid. It things are like it's tied up in a bow, which is really great. That's yeah. It's, it's also it's also very dark, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like the giallo thing, it's that's real. Yeah, super I, clever. Oh man, I I really liked this episode a lot. Yeah, me too. And it's really fun just to say the title eight million different ways. What? Yeah. What murder? murder? <laughs> what murder? What? What murder? murder? What murder? What murder? <laughs> a little old lady that Jonathan asks, "What? What day is it?" And she's so angry yeah. and just yeah, the twenty first, yeah, Thursday, all day long, all day long. <laughs> she's like from Central Casting since the dawn of time. Yes, and like the straw hat and the flowered. I loved her uh, and, and dress. Francis like- Ray was back. Uh, Francis Ray was the cleaning lady at the at the Ooh, office. Uh, yeah, I like. Mm-hmm. She, was she the answering service? No, no. She, she was. She sold flowers in Monaco in the in, uh-huh. with this guy Ivy Wed. I recognized her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's great been in a million things. She was she's, awesome. You I always her. see her in everything from the seventies and eighties. Her little maid outfit that was so cute. Yeah, I love oh, her. I really love her. She was she also in Twin Peaks. Wait, I maybe I don't. I would not know that. I don't remember from Twin Peaks, but that doesn't. But there is a good bed. There's a good action moment when uh, what's his name, Brett? What's his name? She's she's in Twin Peaks. Drew. Drew. No. What's the brother's name? Uh, Bert. Bert Kroll. Bert Kroll. Bert Kroll tackles Jonathan, rightfully so, because they're breaking into this apartment. But he was right. hiding behind a curtain. Jennifer is so. Just go with the flow on breaking into this crime scene apartment when she knows that Jonathan Jonathan doesn't remember what happened. She knows that he has amnesia, and she, he's 
says, we have to get in here. Do you have a nail file? And she is just up for breaking and entering. And but then, why would that be different would that than be any, different? any other time? I know. <laughs> You're right. The fact that, that he has the the yes. muscle memory to break into <laughs> yeah. You're right. the apartment is the amazing part. You're right. That he remembers his his wealthy white privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he breaks in. I think in. a lot of times people would play this, they would write this character to be like, what do you mean? So he would be all aghast and yeah. Jennifer would take the lead and be doing, you know, kicking down doors and doing all the things. They'd regarding Henriette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but they give they give Jonathan enough of a sense of his former self to sort of navigate the plot. A but they bit. could have been in any any random person's apartment. And if I saw somebody just walk into our apartment, I would probably freak out. So um, Kroll, what's his name? Bert Kroll Bert. is well within his rights to tackle Jonathan on totally. the bed. They do this rolling tackle, which is great. Mm-hmm. And it's a mm-hmm. little fight scene. Fantastic. And then... But he gives them the benefit of the doubt because Bert Kroll knows his sister's been murdered at this point and is hiding behind the curtains to, I assume, stake out and wait for the murderer to come back to the crime scene. But then instantly just some somehow knows Jonathan isn't the murderer and believes his whole amnesia story. <laughs> this this is where I think I I... I'm going to, I guess this is where my brain just like allows this yeah. is that Jennifer was there. So yeah. he's like, oh, this guy's not a murderer. Like yeah, he's got, he's, he's got this woman here and she's, she's a terrific lady. She's a terrific lady. Yeah. Ooh. She's one lady who really knows how to take care of herself. Which <laughs> that Max. Max doing the intro to Jonathan <laughs> to get his memory Good. kicked is so, meta, meta. so great. Very meta. Very cute. Um, cute, cute, cute. My other thing my other rewrite randomly in this episode i don't know why it was this episode but i wish that the hearts had some kind of inventory type person to give them gadgets <laughs> like a cue yes exactly like a cue i want that just not not spy specific just little things that they implement into their espionage sort of Elaborate. Things. I think they, I think but you know, have a wait. Go ahead. This go is, ahead. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, the fact that you just said espionage, I think you're tapping into your deepest desire that there be a rewrite where they are spies. <laughs> um, I want them, and I, and I think that would be great. Yeah. I mean, I could see where there could be an, a way to incorporate an invention or multiple yes. inventions over time from. Chemical or some yeah, some exactly, shows, right? Exactly. There's all those people. Like, why not bring bring back Fust? It's really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. But <laughs> a car room with different weather. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I don't. Merry Christmas, I don't, Mr. Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I don't share like the long game vision of your Q esque idea, okay. but I could see where it could it could definitely be an asset. Yeah, just one of their companies is new tech technology <laughs> company that's developing new things all the time yeah. and gives them to Jennifer. And and at the beginning of the episode, she's kind of like, what is this thing? It's useless. Well, and then it saves the day in the end. I think that could be really fun. Jennifer finds dirty ass wigs in people's apartments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the thing. She that, needs that's a cue. About, that's about all the Jennifer's found objects she needs, I can stand, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> she needs somebody to supply her with those <laughs> with dirty, wigs and nasty ass wigs. outfits. And they have the resources. <laughs> they have the, I want Chemical to 
supply them with <laughs> things, you know. A flubber that comes to life and is <laughs> CG animated <laughs> claymation. Eric, what what were you going to? What was your take on on Joe's rewrite corner? Oh well, the that, Q edition that he was that he was tapping into <laughs> Sydney Sheldon's original vision for the show. Black tie, <laughs> double twist. Mm-hmm. It's a tie, it's a pattern twist. of. Jennifer's dress that's double twisted. It's it's a pattern of dress that she wears that dazzles people and hypnotizes them. (laughs) I like that. What's your take? What's your guys' take on on the rewrite, my original bigger rewrite for this episode of it not being Jonathan that loses his memory, but a character that enters? I don't like the only reason I don't like it is that I love the character development that we get on Jonathan Hart. I I love that too. Because of his amnesia. Like we don't get that otherwise. Yeah. So I Mm. like we find out, we find, this is when we find out they found Freeway on the freeway. This is when we find out that Jonathan has been with Max for a long time, like long before Jennifer showed up. We also find out that Jennifer is the best thing to happen to him. Um, To them. To to them. We find out that uh, Max had to box Jonathan's ears uh, which is one of my favorite expressions because I still don't fully understand what it means. <laughs> it seems to be used in a lot of different contexts in different source material. To convince him about Jennifer? No, no, no. <laughs> like uh, Max said, like, oh, when I met you, you were you were not an upstanding citizen. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I love that. Like there that, that enriches Jonathan Hart so much. And if it wasn't him that had amnesia, we wouldn't have gotten any of that. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Um, okay. What do you think, Ellen? What are you thinking? Um, I think I um, see positives in what both of you are saying. Um, I think this episode, because I've already expressed that I don't have a problem with amnesia as a plot device, that's great. I love that as they peel away the layers and you get to know more about the hearts and Max and it comes into play like consistently all the way to the end of the series. Um, and it's really fun. I think that your idea is a great idea for a di- an entirely different episode. I think it's a great idea. Like it's a great way to use that as a, a plot idea, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have the hearts hit them hit the person with their car, <laughs> I would have the person be hit by a car and then the hearts like are right there. They stop and they help the person. The other car peels out. And then of course you find out later that the person that hit the person was trying to kill them, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. It's the person who's cheating on his wife and tried to kill the woman. So is. like when Marcy hits knife, <laughs> knife gets right. amnesia. Yeah. This is a similar yeah. thing. I'm not even I'm not even tying into the Drew and and Serena thing. Even it's just like if it's if it's a thing where that's how they happen upon a character it's kind and of a, solved that they would come up, they would be at the light and they would yeah. see the person get hit, and then the other car uh, uh, drive mm. off, and the hearts jump out to help the person because they're good Samaritans. Yes, and uh, then it slowly unfolds. And that to me is a little bit of a rewrite. It's an adult rewrite to Jonathan Hart Jr. Because this character shows up and they don't know anything about it and they're trying to figure out and they're trying to link these pieces together and figure out what they have to do with each other. And that would be the adult version of Jonathan. Maybe that's what Jonathan Hart Jr. could have been instead of this disgusting ElfQuest child, (laughs) which we hate and don't want to see and is gay. 
for Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll hang out with his dad. Yeah. Uh yeah, we will. I'm good. <laughs> um I just I don't know what it was. It was seeing so weirdly, okay, this will segue nicely into the poke, but Something seeing seeing Jonathan in this <laughs> state, him sitting helplessly on a bench, and him in a fugue. Him, yeah, <laughs> him not being the the rich, charming guy, I guess speaks to his level of physical attractiveness to me. Where there was something sexy about it to me, seeing him being this helpless, memory lost. Man, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about. Yeah, there's that. a vulnerability that the yeah. character typically does not allow. Exactly, so yep. it, it allows um, RJ to to have a little more room to. Yes, move. yes. I did. I actually I thought during really this episode, good. this is the most attractive yeah. Jonathan Hart has ever been. Yeah, because he's not this snide rich guy. Yeah, he is, but he's, he's also not is. like. But like suddenly childlike or, no. you know, you know, it's not, yeah. he, he's Sexy not, born yesterday. Yeah. Which is gross. Uh, yeah. That's no good. Well, maybe we're falling into that trope a little I, bit, but, but, you know, cause Lilu is pretty sexy. Lilu <laughs> yeah. Dallas multi-pass. Cause Lilu is pretty sexist. Is that what you said? No, sexy. sexy. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Ellen agrees. <laughs> There's something cute about it. I don't know. No, he he was adorable in this episode. He was very cute. He also wore really cute sweaters. Yeah. And uh, a really great swinger look. Yeah. It's just so out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I don't remember who I am, so I'm going to put this on. And the way Jennifer Jennifer explaining his pajamas to him. That was so cute. So cute. Jennifer also handled the situation so well. Yeah. Like, like, and real, very realistically. Yeah. Well, but more, maybe a little more like level-headed than than what would be real. I just imagine like if if <laughs> you forgot who you were suddenly and came home to me, I'd be like, We'd be at the "What hospital. the fuck is going yeah. on? Like, <laughs> someone help me." Well, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about what this is all happening to me. I know. <laughs> I was thinking about what I would do if I if you came home and just didn't remember who you were. I know. And I was, of course, thinking, what if I re- didn't remember who I was? Would I be like this? <laughs> I think we'd be at the hospital right now. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I have to circle back just uh, briefly to connect the dots in a very obvious way. Of course, when Max is referring to Jonathan's checkered past and alluding to how they met, um, of course, then, as you look back, I'm sure you're thinking, ah, that explains a lot about how Jonathan knows how to do a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. It's also why he's so suspicious of people. It's how he knows how to break into people's apartments with the nail file. It's yep. why he's always so comfortable doing it. It really, you know, fl- explains a lot about the character that the writers already had established for themselves. Totally. Totally. What, what are you that saying? That he was a thief? Great. He might have been. He might. Uh, he he was not an upstanding citizen. And no, when someone says he was that, not... Yeah. It usually mm. means that you were a criminal. A foul of the law. Wow, really? As Whoa. a young man. As a young man. Yeah, he didn't just have an idea about transistors. Hmm. No. Interesting. I would I would see him as a con man more than a burglar. That's Maybe. still a criminal. That's yeah. still a criminal. Yeah, definitely. That's interesting. I didn't think about that when Max said that for some reason. I thought I, I pictured him as a drunk idiot frat boy, basically. <laughs> 
Oh, see, I never got that impression. I, um, I never have that impression of him. I never. He's self-made. Yeah, self-made. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I like that. But you know what I do know is that it's time for Pick Your Poke. Joe? Uh, Drew Kroll. Is that his name? Drew? Drew Kendall. Bert. Drew Bert. <laughs> Wait, who are you, are you talking Drew about? the murderer or the brother? The murderer. Drew Kendall. Drew Kendall. Yes. And his brother was second. I first picked his brother. Her brother. But then her brother. Oh, her brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um but then him arguing the scene where he argues with Susan, he is stunning in that scene to me. I found him. <laughs> so attractive in that scene <laughs> and he's being a shitty little pissant asshole but i don't know what it was he looks great and he's wearing those 70s khaki pants but he he looks great i think he looks so good i think he is so sexy mm-hmm. ellen i'm not i'm not trying to make a habit of this but i i got nothing on this one mm. that's okay what are you thinking of picking if you had to pick something um, the pool with the construction around it, because <laughs> <laughs> it was a great rooftop pool. The 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 golden crane. <laughs> yes. Um. Her apartment was very eclectically decorated. By the way, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. it was it was confusing to me. Um, There's a lot of antiques from around the world <laughs> going on. Just and just the biggest. Hutch, yeah, like because that that thing was huge, and I actually like mm-hmm. just sort of wandered away in my mind to the place where I'm like, <laughs> wow, that I guess high rise apartment buildings have those really big freight elevators. Yeah, yes, that was just a massive piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of this professor's house I used to rent a room in. She just had all this worldly from Africa and masks and things <laughs> like big wardrobes. Did you check and behind wood. the masks? There was probably heroin. For drugs. <laughs> I should have. There was never any murder that came up while You just lift them up and all the little um, bagels <laughs> just fall out. You know, yeah. I was doing a lot of heroin at the time and playing a lot of Simon Says, so <laughs> I kind of just sat around and did that. And whenever people come over, I'd say, I'm orange. I'm green. <laughs> I'm yellow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Helen. you could have been red. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm white. Um, Jonathan was red, right? <laughs> I, I don't yeah. remember. Um, is Jonathan your poke? Eh, no, no, Jonathan's never my poke. Uh, yeah, no, eh, I don't know. Susan, I don't know. I yes. really, I thought, you, I assumed that you were going to pick Susan just because I found her so fascinating. She's great. <laughs> Okay. Susan, sure. Susan. Okay. Susan. Susan, sure. Uh, Bert, for me. It was Bert. Yeah, I Bert, knew it. Bert was super hot. You made uh, a sound when he came on screen. He was hot. And when I looked him up on IMDb, <laughs> he is still hot. He looks fucking great at 70 years old. He's super, What's super he sexy. What's um, Still working. Still working. Great. Still doing the, still doing the TV hour long. Awesome. You guys had Almost. nothing for Drew? Is he a second? Oh no no no! I did yeah. I did find Drew attractive. Okay. Uh, his character was so abhorrent that I I was trying really hard to be like, please don't let it be Drew. Please don't let it be Drew. <laughs> that was fine. With and it. I and I know that I'm I'm not I'm not I don't shy away from picking the heel, but uh, he was 
he was awful. Like he was, he was such an awful though. person. It just yeah. um Bert didn't Bert Kroll. Yeah, he didn't give us any real information about who she was at all or No, just that he was her brother. Yeah. It was just so that we knew that that this woman wasn't what was her name? I'm sorry, you know her Selena. name. Selena. Selena. Selena wasn't cheating on her Selena Kroll. Disgusting So that she was an innocent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, aside from the fact that, that she's sleeping see, with a married man. But. It's like a little bit weird that they felt they had to add that in, that she wasn't cheating on this guy who was cheating on his wife with her. She was a mistress. She was his girl on the side. And the fact that she was cheating wouldn't damage her reputation to me. And No, I think it was, it was more to, it was more to illustrate how wrong Drew was, like how, 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 how evil fully, he was. fully gone delusional. Drew was. Like okay. he was, he mm-hmm. was the, right. the absolute villain of this. Right. Okay. Right. Well, and it humanizes Selena. Cause she has a brother. Yeah. Cause she has a family member that she's close to that yeah. cares about her. Poor Susie. She just living her life trying to be a doctor and has this shitty ass husband at home. Did he have he had a job though? He did have a job with an office. Why the fuck were they not? And he divorced? made an, he apparently made enough money to fucking put up yeah put up his mistress in a high rise. Why did Susie stay married to this horrible man? <laughs> That's yeah. So if this, I'm, if this show if this show was two hours long, that would have been explored. I'm quite sure in in perfect noir fashion. Yeah, there would have been something that kept them together. Mm-hmm. Some either money. shared, uh, some money. shared slight or, or yeah, I guess a money, money connection. The house, the kids. Uh, ratings? I am going to do a three because there were a lot of scenes of Jonathan. It was very languid. I, there's one of my notes in the middle of the episode is I'm bored because there was a lot of Jonathan trying to remember and that whole i don't know it was I, I, it was a little boring it was a little boring to be honest compared to the last episode which was action packed and super fun throughout hmm. i found this one just a little slow and also i really don't like amnesia as a central <laughs> plot, plot point it very it's very soap opera y and i think if they did use amnesia it shouldn't have been one of their central characters it should have been a side character that we don't know anything about that comes in and has amnesia and she, you know, she or he doesn't remember who they are. So the hearts put them up and then slowly discover this murder plot through them. I think that would have been a better way to use amnesia as a central plot point, but not one of their main characters. Uh, but I do love that. We learned a little bit more about Jonathan and Max's relationship and the history of Jonathan, but there were some things I loved, but just not, and the villain also as sexy as he was <laughs> not very memorable uh and he was also an idiot <laughs> so i'm going to go a 3 a strong 3 ellen 5 wow damn 5 um so I don't worry, I'm not doubling down on amnesia as uh, the most effective plot device ever created. But I think this episode is a great episode of television. And I think it's a, a terrific episode of Heart to Heart. It's got 
all the things, but it's also got a darkness. And of course, I always love the darkness. And there is just, it's so dark. There's just so many unlikable characters in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that yeah. just, that's just something that, that I can get down with. Even just to, just as a whole, I think it's great. And there's so many amazing moments. I, to address like the, the moments of experiencing Jonathan's struggle and confusion, like I, I, that doesn't, didn't bother me within the context of the episode. And I sort of saw it as, as we talked about as, as more of an opportunity to flex the character a little bit and uh, just give Jonathan um, something that we hadn't seen before that was sorely needed. So I really enjoyed this episode and um, Eric, you're so spot on with, with, Giallo reference, that's, it's absolutely it. So it rings all the bells for me. It rings all my, you know, blow up bells. It's just like anytime anybody's witnessing a murder uh, and mayhem ensues, that's for me. As long as you keep it dark, mm-hmm. I'm down. Mm-hmm. So five. Oh, and the music. I like the weird music. That music was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I liked it. it, it it's just <laughs> kind of, kind of like a psych <laughs> moment. Weird psych sounds. Mm. I'm also a five. Wow. Uh, I, I really loved this episode. <laughs> I I loved that it was a Giallo episode. Mm-hmm. I loved that it was also this really sweet exploration of the character of Jonathan Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that they took their time when Jonathan got amnesia. They took the time and, and like had just a full minute of him just staring blankly. Honestly. <laughs> blankly oh man, on just, the bus stop, at the bus yeah. stop? Yeah, that man, was, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, uh, I I think that the writing of this episode was so neat and tidy. Like, mm-hmm. they yeah. tied everything up, even the little details, like Drew fussing with Jonathan's clothes at the, at the galley uh, because he was going to plant them at the murder scene. Like, as silly as amnesia is, I love it. I love amnesia as a plot device. So <laughs> this this all just, it just all worked for me. It was sweet. It was cute. Like the Jonathan Jennifer shirt was cute, especially that ending was so cute. That Max was cute. broke my heart uh, again because he's the only one that can do that. And he's looking at hot girls through binoculars. That was gross. That was, a, that was a, yeah, actually the one thing yeah. where I was like, this, this may detract a point, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Talking about this tonight, it's a fucking five. Like I love mm-hmm. this episode. Can, and we didn't even really talk about the crazy drive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was that, say. that <laughs> is nuts. That's a nuts car. Uh, that Sequin. to me is Jonathan being so dramatic that he just <laughs> wants this crazy <laughs> car drive because he, you know, I feel like if you're passing out on a drug that you've been drugged, you're self-aware, you you go in and out of consciousness, but you would stop the car, I think, before this. <laughs> he was aware enough that when he passed out, he turned the key turned, off. He yeah, turned the ignition yeah. off. <laughs> I think what what I love about it is it's so tongue in cheek, but it's also a really harrowing stunt scene. So to me, it has everything where you're just kind of laughing because it it is preposterous, but you're also kind of like, oh, shit. Uh Mm -hmm. It was good. And then he skids to a stop right before that cliff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, come on. That's it's great. Not at all. I loved it. Well, that's a 13. 
Okay. Which is a which is a, another strong heart attack. Heart attack. For yeah. season two. It, the uh, oh. Murder, Murder on the Wall was also a 13. We're off to a we're off to an amazing, amazing start. I'm I'm that feels right for both of these episodes. Yeah. I think so. You guys we we kind of flip flopped. I think that's okay. I think that's the beauty of it though. Like like it doesn't have to be perfect for everybody, but we all agree that it's good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's it's I would rate I would tell people to watch this episode more than a lot of the episodes from season one. Yeah, I would. I mean, I still, I still wouldn't necessarily tell people to start with this episode. Right. But I don't think it's a bad place to start. Like, I think if you ended up catching this in a hotel on your surf trip, you're <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be like, I want to know what's going on with these people. This is yeah. really good. Oh yeah, it's it's a really fun self-contained episode actually because yeah. Jonathan losing his memory has them introducing Max. You know, of course, the credits to the show always get you know lay lay the bedrock there, but it's a pretty good episode to see out of the context of the rest of the show. Yeah. Ellen, sure. what's happening in our future episode? Well, Joe, I am glad that you asked. Originally airing November 25th, 1980. This lady is murder. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer is mistaken for her lookalike, Dominique, and is kidnapped by ruthless killers. With the help of an unscrupulous columnist, the police, and the real Dominique, Jonathan devises his plan to save Jennifer. Wait, an unscrupulous columnist? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm interested. Is it Dan Savage? <laughs> <laughs> it's a blogger of some a sort. A blogger. Yeah, what <laughs> What columnist helps it's them? It's Dear Abby. Yeah. Uh, Perez Hilton. <laughs> Dominique. This lady, our murder. Huh. I uh, wonder how much she looks <laughs> like This Jennifer. lady was murder. <laughs> this lady was murder. I'm excited to see how much she actually looks like Jennifer. We'll see. I know. I do, it's a very I specific look. You know what? You know what Jennifer's oh, doing. You in know season what? Two. She oh. looks uh, a lot like Jennifer. Oh wow! Oh, Wait, is it okay. just Stephanie Powers playing two roles? I think I know. Oh. I think I know what's gonna happen. I am ex- now I'm even more excited. Okay, <laughs> that has happened before, and I didn't pick up on it. That is- <laughs> in which way? Freeway. When that guy, and I was like, is that, that's a very similar actor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. This, uh, this was a really fun one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to say hello to Jackie. Thanks for the email. It was uh, really, really great to hear from you. Uh, This is of course a week after you sent the email. Uh, It's a week after our season one recap episode aired. (laughs) And she talked and about so we know we know at least one person listened to it. Well, I know yeah. I know that two people listened to it, and you I do. Yep, and I appreciate both of you, oh, Jackie, Jackie and Jenny. Thank you yes. for sticking with oh, us. That's nice. Thanks, guys. I, it's so <laughs> I can't believe you made it through that. <laughs> well, Jackie talked about how she, we it's like she, an endurance. She test. re-rated uh, Night Horrors, yeah. based on us. Yeah, and I that's, love that. Yeah, that's really sweet. That is really. I love that. That's. I, I love it because it's like it has no bearing on anyone's real life. <laughs> it's just something. It's just something fun. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and please keep interacting with us. Send us an email at itwasmurderpod at gmail dot com. Um, I'm I'm the one that's uh, getting these, just so you know. 
<laughs> so I'm the one that's going to be writing back to you. That's but true. everyone, everyone reads them. Like I, I promise you, everyone is reading them. It's not you're not just writing to me. Uh, <laughs> and our Instagram is it was murder pod, and so is our Twitter. It was murder pod, and uh, yeah. I'm just so happy that people are listening. I'm so happy that people are are into it and they seem to like us. We haven't pissed people off yet, but it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. Tell us if you think amnesia is a strong plot point. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's have a discussion about amnesia. (laughs) Because outside of soap operas, it's not seen a lot really. Was it? It's um, a, it's a, Every every thriller, every mystery has a moment of amnesia, and yeah. I always I always love it. I always yeah. love it. I I would love to be there when we have that conversation with everybody, but I um I gotta go. I got a big one. You got a big one. <laughs> yeah, I, I got go. a big one. I gotta, I gotta go. Well, we all have a big one, so yeah. we we gotta go. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Y'all, yes. uh, I keep saying it, and I keep meaning it. It's uh, it's the only way that we can raise up in the Mm. charts of iTunes or mm. sorry I don't know if it's mm. iTunes anymore it's the only way that we can get up on the charts of the um, of the Apple podcasting and we can find the other fans of heart to heart and how great Unite would it be them. if we could like expand this fandom a little bit like it's it's so worthy of a crazy really fandom is. like yeah. it, I, I want I want more people in it yeah I want more people in it yeah so uh, if you're one of our listeners that hasn't reviewed us or rated us just do it just just do it just write eric is always wrong um ellen is the best uh joe is <laughs> joe super is cute hot. joe right joe is my poke joe and is my poke you're done and you're done <laughs> yeah. you're done you don't, and you don't even have to sign your name like you can put up whatever alias you, you want will, you can put up will. norman and everything I'll is fine so validated if you do that <laughs> okay Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Good night, freeway. (laughs) Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway.